Welcome to the Higgins House and my mommy's podcast. <laughs> hey, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Higgins House. I am back again with my best friend, Mackenzie, and we are here to talk about what I am deeming a hot topic, and that is boobs, butts, and sexy time ruts, and all things body and how we feel about our bodies, how we feel about our bodies after baby, how children have affected us in all aspects of life in regards to our bodies. And so welcome back again. She's now officially a podcaster, I've decided. So welcome back again, Mackenzie. Yay, I'm so excited. So today she's all comfy cozy in her chair and ready to talk about all the things. And who better to talk about these things than with your bestie? Because we, if you don't have a bestie that you can call up and talk about boobs, butts, and sexy time ruts with, I don't, I don't know. You you need better friends, in my personal opinion. (laughs) Exactly. So I posted this on my Instagram not too long ago, and I had multiple people that were like, yeah, uh, we talked about the FUPA, but nobody told me I was going to have boobs that went to my belly button or, Mm -hmm. you know, this or that. And so... Let's just dive right into after first baby when, because we had nothing to compare it to, right? We didn't know what, what was that like for you? Like post baby, I get home and I've, you know, recovered and I'm like back on track from sleep. And then I walk by the mirror and see myself and I'm like, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Where, where were you at post baby? Oh, it's been a struggle. My youngest is what about to be three and it's, still a struggle mm-hmm. like I'm still like I need to lose this baby weight and my baby is um, almost three <laughs> <laughs> it just looks different and it's, it's all different well and I think it's hard too because it's like obviously social media and everything around us social media and tv and everything do not portray an adequate picture of what post baby bods look like uh, no. And, and while there are actually, there are many now, I will say on like Instagram or whatever that post true photos of like, you know, like you've seen the photo in the hospital with like the hospital panties yeah. on, which nobody prepared me the, for those either, but like no. hospital <laughs> panties and all the things, <clears throat> but you really like, you go into it having no idea what your body's going to look like afterwards. It's like the TV has like made you think, okay, the baby comes out and then that just goes away. Right. Like the stomach and the, all of that. And yeah. And then you turn around and it's like, I'm two months postpartum and I look like I'm four months pregnant. Like mm-hmm. this is not okay. And, and then there's boobs and, and all the things. And so for me, so <laughs> boobs for me, it was like, I had always been part of what I deemed the itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> and was like a solid 34B, chilling in that happy little land, right? Then all of a sudden, I'm six months pregnant with Zane, and I'm like, none of these bras fit, like, bad. Like, I've got to go get new bras. So I go to Victoria's Secret, I get all measured and everything, and I walk out of there with a 36 double D bra, and I've not even had mm-hmm. him yet. And I'm like, well, those are numbers and letters I've never seen before in my life. Yeah. And it just progressively got bigger from there and then after the baby it it doesn't I don't even think I wear real bras anymore do you wear oh a real no bra? like <laughs> so I went through a solid year a couple of years 
of just wearing like sports bras, like mm-hmm. even through pregnancy. Like, you know, they've got the little cups in there, like Doing they're it supportive, right now. Mm-hmm. but there's no wires. And so I remember specifically after having Huntley, um, you know, like I was breastfeeding. And so obviously things were bigger. And so I remember Will and I went to Victoria's Secret and I got all measured and all this stuff. And it was like a 38 double B. And I'm, I've always also been like 34 like what B. Is, what is like that letter? I don't know a. that letter. Exactly. So I remember like buying straw and like, what the heck? And I remember like wearing it for maybe a month. And then the deflation started happening. <laughs> the deflation. And I never wore the thing again. <laughs> no. And then, and it was like, I just kept, you know, popping about back to back to back. So... It was like I would like deflate and then reinflate. And sometimes mm-hmm. I got bigger and sometimes I didn't get bigger. And then there was when you needed to pump and when you didn't. You, it's just like, can we just get a consistent boob size here, please? Like, can yeah, I just. Exactly. And then I, I heard somebody say the other day, they're like ski slopes. And I was like, oh, I feel that deep down in my soul. It's like mm-hmm. some people, we like, I was because, I guess it's because I was not a larger breasted woman prior. And yes. I like reverted back to the small itty bitty titty committee. I, it was like, there's no hanging, right? Like for me, there's no like hanging down low, wobble to and flow situation. They're ski slopes. It's like they mm-hmm. drop and then somehow point back up. I don't know how that yep. happens. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> super sexy. And I have one, <laughs> we're just getting rolling raw here. I have one nipple that stays out and looks like I'm cold all the time. And I have one that recently <laughs> has decided to invert itself like I take my bra off and it literally looks like it's hiding. And I'm like, well, that's, oh. that's not what you want. And Tyler's like, where'd it go? And I'm like, shut up. It'll, <laughs> it'll come. It, it'll be there later. It's like hide and seek. It's like, this is not okay. This is not a thing. I need a number well, to like, get this fixed. Something with mine. I mean, here we go. We're just going to dive in. Things. We're diving in. So, this would not be an episode you know, for moms, parents, or grandparents of us to listen to. We're just going to put that out there right now. But, you know, like, again, before babies and stuff, like, I was also part of the itty titty committee. And so now past having babies, like, obviously things are, you know, sloped mm-hmm. and all that. But, like, one is definitely bigger than the other. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. one definitely sits lower than the other. And I don't remember this being a thing. Like, yeah, maybe. And that's definitely a thing. The only time I remember being two different sizes was right as I began to grow and like was a sixth grade girl. Like I'm like, okay, yeah. so we've reverted all the way back to puberty, basically, is what's happening. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. I don't remember asking for that. Like no. oh dear God. And then so then you have the whole FUPA situation, which I am it's here. I'm I'm here for embracing the FUPA. Like I'm here for it. Yes, that is what brought my baby into the world. What I'm not here for is the FUPA chilling on top of my jeans that are high waisted anyways. Like no. they're a shelf. Now here's the thing: Old Navy has extra, yeah, extra high rise. Mm-hmm. Those are the best because it tucks it all in. Nope. It's like it just it. Yeah. yeah, that's the way to go. Well, and I think <laughs> I, I think that's the hardest part is like I like we've talked recently. I've lost a lot of weight, and that's been great. It does not matter how much weight I have lost. Dead on, it looks great. If I turn to the side, homegirl is still fupa in right there. She, yep. It's like a, a, sorry guys, it's like a damn fanny pack. Just chilling. <laughs> like, like I'm not leaving. I'm here to stay. And mm-hmm. while I, I, that's great. And it is, 
I tr- I try really hard to take these things that I don't like and embrace them and remember that they are there because I had children. Yeah. But there are also days that I'm like, okay, I could be grateful for my kids in another way. Can the FUPA go? Like <laughs> I I can find other ways than than this. But what's so interesting for it's really probably not to me is no matter how no matter how insecure we get about it the response from our husbands i can't speak on behalf of yours but is almost always you still got boobs your butt's still there it's fine i got a good handful and i'm like why doesn't this bother you why doesn't like but also if it bothers you don't say anything like why why is this a thing and i i heard on a podcast the other day it was like if you ever wanted to know what you looked like from your husband's perspective like like post baby fupa double chin all the things it was like just crawl over top of a mirror and look down and i'm like well i'm never getting a, oh, I, I'm, awesome. I'm i'm never coming from that angle again sorry we're going to go we're <laughs> we're going a different direction now but i'm like that's there's 27 chins there i'm not about that life like i don't like it and Tyler's like meh eh, it's Still got boobs. I'm good. Like, I'm like, oh, I need this to bother you a little bit more than it bothers me. But so with that, I think something that definitely nobody prepared me for was post baby sexy time. And when I say nobody prepared me for it, I mean, physically, like how my body physically felt after a baby. Yeah. And doing all that because you know, first baby, it's like the doctor said X number of weeks, you know, got to heal, blah, blah, blah. I had stitches with Zane. So that played a role, all these things. And it was like, nobody prepared me that like just being near my husband and like starting sexy time, like just getting started in the process was going to hurt. Like, I was like, well, that's not fun. That's not what you want. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, isn't this supposed to be a beautiful thing that brings life into the world? Like, we got to go through war, and then we got to go through PTSD, and then and then we got to try and figure it all out. And yep. I'm like, why is this a thing? Why is this so difficult? But what, so like, I obviously have more babies. How many, like, with each kid, did, you, did the rules of post-baby, like post-delivery did post-delivery sex get a little shorter for you? <laughs> um, so I'm a rule follower. Uh-huh. I was so, about to say, or were you the no, rule follower? <laughs> I'm a rule follower. But also, I mean, I don't remember being like, not afraid, but like, you know, a little I bit I was worried. afraid the first time. I was like, uh-uh, get over there. Go far away from yeah. me. I was a little worried, like definitely cautious, especially after Huntley. And then by Taylor, I was like, I felt a little more prepared. Yes. Granted, it's been, I mean, only like 19 months, but still long enough to be like, oh, yeah. I've done this once. Like, this is a yes. thing. Yeah. So definitely just cautious, I guess. But like now if I were to have another kid, I would be like, what was that like again? Like yep. somehow you just forget yeah. with every kid what things are like. Well, and it's funny because it's like, okay, so first kid, they, they come in. I'll never forget. She comes in, you know, and, and they have to have the whole post- post delivery conversation like but like how to care yeah. for yourself you know all that before you go home and she's like no sex for the next 6 weeks and i'm like just 6 like uh, i don't i don't even want i don't even want you to look at me i just pushed a head uh-huh. through my body 
and there were stitches involved. Don't even look in my direction. Stay over yep. there. And and then with Benjamin, it was like, eh, okay. All right. And then with Lainey Kate, the irony was it had nothing to do with recovery. It was like, we're too tired. We got too many kids. I don't have time to think oh, about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I don't have time to think about it. Like, no, sorry. That's definitely a thing, especially after, like, you know, you have one, and there's times, once you have more than one, like, those times, the windows are a lot smaller. Like, yeah. there's just not time for things. And everybody's in your bed. Like, everybody just yep. shows up. Not your bed, any bed. <laughs> like, like oh, last yeah. night. So Tyler's out of town. And um, Benjamin has figured out that when you get up in the middle of the night, you go on dad's side because mom will take you back your, to your bed. Dad <laughs> just scoots over and lets you in so he doesn't have to get up. So last yep. night, Tyler's out of town. Last night, here comes Benjamin. And I didn't move. I just kind of like opened my eye to peek. And he's standing there on the side of the bed. And he put his hands up on the bed and realized Tyler wasn't there. And he literally just stood there and like s- turned in a circle like – Oh crap. What do I do? Like, where do I, where do I go? What do I do? And I was like, Benjamin, just get in the bed. And so here he comes and he gets in the bed and he just lays there and cogs out. And I'm like, your dad's a sucker. Like it's your dad's mm-hmm. fault that y'all are always in our beds. Blame your dad. <laughs> see, and I don't have room to talk because my kids do the same thing. Like they go to sleep in their beds. Well, see, ours usually but then do. If somebody wakes up. Yep. Here they come. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is tellers, if I'm like, do you, I'm going to take him back to his bed. And he's like, no, just, just stay and sleep. Like get some sleep. And I'm like, okay, well then he's sleeping on your side because Tyler doesn't care if they're like up your butt and like right there. And I'm like, I'm, you're touching me. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah. And like, we've had nights where like, I'll wake up and the girls are in my bed and bless it. The baby monitor is still on and Will's in their bed. Or vice versa, mm-hmm. like yeah. we'll yeah. with them, and I'm like peace out, and I go to their bed. Going in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel that deeply. <laughs> so, what is your <laughs> what is your biggest insecurity body wise post baby? Um, what is not an insecurity body wise post baby? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just all the things. Like I said, like my youngest is going to be three in three months, and so like I'm still more than ever right now for some reason just struggling with like weight and how I look and social media does not help Mm -hmm. and feeling like I need to lose weight but being too busy to do it and like just trying to prioritize myself in a way that's Mm -hmm. healthy and not worried about the way I look and like my husband's the same way like he's like why are you worried about it like because I don't feel good about it right because I'm not happy I don't like how I look exactly it has nothing to do with anybody else Mm -hmm. it's how I feel, how I feel like I look, all the things. Do you have any insecurities that apply to like you and your husband? Like, like I always joke, I'm like, um, they're gone. My boobs are gone. And Tyler's like, I can still get a handful. And I'm like, that's no, that's not the point. And like, I'll, or like, I don't want any, li- I don't want any lights on. I don't, I don't necessarily want it dark, but like, I'm weird yeah. about that because I don't know. I don't, it, it puts a sense of like a block. Right. Of seeing it all. Or maybe it's me seeing it myself. But do you have any in regard to like that? Um, Not really. Will has always and will always be extremely kind and loving. Mm-hmm. And like, and that, like, that's the regard where he almost doesn't get mad, but like confused. Like, why are you so worried about this? Why because I am not you? at all. Yeah. 
And so with him, like, I really don't have worries. I don't have insecurities. Like, do I, like, wish I looked a little bit different? Absolutely. But he's never, Mm -hmm. like, made any comment that's made me question anything like that. That's where I am, too. But And it's like, but I still go into it like, okay, but look that way. Like, (laughs) yeah. Okay, but I'm going to cover up. Like, and so I think it's just, it's like we don't know how to be in our own skin after babies. No, it's not. It's a different skin. Like, and, and I think that's is, the hard part. Yes. And what's funny is, so like first baby, trying to do the whole latching thing, you know, all of that. I was very I don't, cautious. I don't know if that's the right word, but like because Berkeley was there and Berkeley was not my yeah. child, I honestly did not know Berkeley's knowledge or visual of like a woman's body like chest yes. up, chest up. Right. And so it was like, I always tried to be discreet about breastfeeding in front of Berkeley. And, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, you're in the hospital and it's like, okay, well your dad's going to come in or your father-in-law or, you know, whatever. And so I'm like constantly trying to be like very careful and very this and very that. And then as you know, by the third baby, I'm walking around with a pump <laughs> in my hand strapped up like a being like a cow being milked. And I don't care who you are, male or female. When you walk in the door, I will let you know what I am doing. And if you don't want to mm-hmm. see it, you can go over there because I don't care yeah. anymore. And so that's what now, I, I think I, it's funny. I don't care in that regard, but in sexy time I do. <laughs> see, and like, what's funny is like, I, I mean, as you know, I'm very like, not there, cautious, but like, are I'm two shy, kinds of friends. I'm more, <laughs> Yes, I am the introvert. Um, but when it came to like breastfeeding and all that, like, and maybe it's because Huntley was in NICU for a week. And so I constantly oh, yeah. had doctors and nurses in and out. But like, I didn't care who was in the room. Now, granted, it wasn't just out there. Like, I still tried to cover, mm-hmm. but like, I remember certain family members, like, you know, they're trying to be respectful. And so, like, they're trying to leave the room if you're nursing. But then the whole thing comes into where, like, I don't care, but now I feel like I have to leave because you're uncomfortable and mm-hmm. now I'm isolated. And so that was something that, like, I, whatever. If mm-hmm. this is how I'm feeding my child, mm-hmm. not that I'm about to go out and sit on bench with my boobs out, but that right. was something and that surprised me by myself. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, I'm that way too. It's like, I didn't, I didn't latch feed for very long because everybody struggled yeah. with it anyways. And so I didn't really deal with that quite as much as I'm as many many others have um and I'm like I if you want to whip it out on a bench I don't care that doesn't bother me I don't I don't want to do it but I'm I'm also not bothered by you doing it I'm like you do you if you've got if you feel comfortable whipping them out like do you go ahead like (laughs) I don't care but it's just like I'm more comfortable in my skin that way than I am yeah. in what would be deemed a more intimate moment. Yeah. And I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like, you'd yeah. think they would be similar, but for whatever reason, they're not. But for some reason, it's not because, like, I feel like in regards of like nursing and pumping, like, it's for a purpose. Yeah. Like, like it's a job. You're doing I don't. It for your kid. It is. It's mm-hmm. like your job. And then when it comes to like sexy time, it's like, oh, well, now, like, you're actually looking at what this looks like. And I feel like that's just very different things. Also, I'm dying. Tell me you're a toddler mom without telling me you're a toddler mom. Neither of us will just come out and call it sex. (laughs) We both keep calling it sexy time. But also keep in mind that, like, we're elementary school people. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of high school, too. Yeah, but, we're like, little people. You know, I'm just laughing at us. I'm like, I'm like, we won't just come out and call it what it is. We're calling Let's it, talk like. talk about it without talking about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, Fine. So, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, what was, oh gosh, I had something else I was going to. Um, okay, see, I don't have this problem, but I know many, many do. Um, do you have the whole, like, I can't laugh or jump or do anything about potentially peeing on myself problem? Oh, I don't have this problem. Gosh. And I, okay, Listen. here's here's how how bad <laughs> I did not know this was a thing, okay? I'd always heard it joked about, but it wasn't until last year when we all worked together and that we there were like a lot of us of the same age with kids of the same age that it was yes. like we would get really cracked up about something and one of us would be there. There was four or five of us. And one of us would be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pee myself. And I'm like, cause she's laughing really hard. And she was like, no, because that's what I do. Or like somebody's jumping and she's like, I think I peed a little. And I'm like, is this a thing? Cause I don't know how I have three children and I do, this is not a thing for me. I didn't now, even. Do you do kegels? Are you strengthening? No. <laughs> I had a lot of sex, but that's it. Like, does that count? Yeah. Clearly I have three children. I know. For those of you who are like, you know how you get those. Yeah, I know. I made them. But like, <laughs> but I no, I did not know. Like I had always heard it joked about, right? Like TV, yes. that kind of stuff. I never actually knew anybody because it's not typically something you just chit chat about either. Other than my mom who would always joke like, when I have to go, I have to go like right now. It's like, it just kind of would hit, hit you out of nowhere. And like the bladder thing, I, I do get that sometime. But the like, yeah, the other I didn't even know that was a thing. And I'm, it is a thing so, for you, isn't it? So not all the time. So I always have it the worst, like if I'm sick, like if I have really bad cough. Oh yeah. Um, sneeze, like laughing, not so much, but um, yeah, definitely like if I'm sick. In fact, uh, we had a conversation. I, my youngest is potty training. <laughs> and so, you know, like, She's pretty good, but we have accidents every now and then. So Huntley was talking about how she had an accident. And we kind of explained, like, it's okay. Like, you know, when you were little, you had accidents. So my sweet husband, he said, you know, when I was little, I had accidents. And he said, and your mom, she had one, like, within this last year. <laughs> because within there Your mom just had one last time, week. No, there was some time within the last year, walking down the hallway, wearing sweatpants, Coughed or sneeze or something, full on peed myself. Oh like my not gosh. even like a little bit, like, like a lot. Full on. Oh my god! Thankfully, that's it was hilarious. in my house. But I have had times in the grocery store where I'm like, "Oh, stop! Look at this! Squeeze, cough, and then keep going." Like it's totally <laughs> a thing, and it's awful. The only time that has ever happened to me was once when I was pregnant with Lainey Kate. You remember we thought my water broke at school. I was walking. And I didn't even cough or sneeze. I literally like, <clears throat> like cleared my throat or something. And then all of a sudden, and I was like, oh my gosh, is this because side note, my kid, my water never broke with my kids. It was either broken for me or was like broke in the middle of pushing out a baby. Like, so I had not really had that experience <laughs> out and about. And I was like, I don't know what. I don't know if I just peed on myself or if my water broke. And that is literally the only time I've ever had that experience. Well, you're. And now all the women are at home like, okay, bitch. <laughs> I know. Like I said, it doesn't happen often, but definitely if I have like a cold or something, like. Yeah. I just have to be aware of my surroundings and what I'm doing <laughs> and what's happening. I, there have been times where I've like literally worn a pad when I was sick just. In case. Oh my gosh. It's so bad. I'm so glad you said that. Okay. Pads. This is definitely not on the boobs, butts, and sexy time ruts uh, topic, but it falls under this. Okay. So baby one, 
we're sent home with the massive pads from the hospital. You're still sent. No oh, matter how yeah. many. They're awful. And I proceed to wear a huge pad for the next six weeks, right? Okay. Baby yeah. two, all of a sudden, it dawns on me that <coughs> adult underwear is a thing. <coughs> yes. And, and I see it like on TikTok or something and or some, you know, Pinterest post baby emergency kit or whatever. I don't know. And I was like, why does she have adult underwear? And it was in this moment that I discovered that all of these genius women are out here in the world, not changing pads regularly, but just putting on adult underwear and just living life normal. And I was like, why did we not get a manual for these kinds of things? Because I was over here wearing the triple wing pad for like, I Mm -hmm. felt like I had a puppy pad on for a solid eight weeks. And then I felt so like, so did you ever have any of those things like that or anything else that was like first baby, you were just going with the flow. Second baby, it was like, oh my gosh, why did nobody tell me about this the first time? Um, I don't know. But like, like I said, my first baby experience was different because yeah, I had a baby and I was in the NICU for a week. Like we had a room. And so like, I was lucky enough to have nurses like walk yeah. me through it. Like I remember the first time after baby, like when we have a clot that you just like pee out and you know like I was like hey nurse will you like is this normal like I was guided through that and so I think I kind of just learned most of the things so by baby number two we have a baby we go home Mm -hmm. I kind of knew what was going on which was a blessing in disguise like Mm -hmm. granted I wish we didn't go through NICU but there were so many blessings that came from that yeah I created my own that other people were like wait what so I went with Zane to have went to the hospital to have Zane and I took, you know, all the things. Cause with first baby, you pack everything. And the third baby, you're like, yes. oh, I need a change of clothes and some crackers. Like that's it. So I <laughs> packed the boppy, never used the stupid boppy, but we delivered in Abilene and drove an hour home. Yeah. Post delivery with stitches. Yeah. And we all know trying to sit down after you've had a baby, whether you have stitches or not, just, the immediate get up to pee, sit down situation that takes place. It's a slow process. It's a slow process. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to sit in the expedition for an hour all the way home. So I put the boppy in the seat and I sat on it because it put my lady bits in the circle of the boppy. Mm-hmm. And I put it in there and I'll never forget that nurse looked at me and she said, I have never, ever had anybody think to do that. That was genius and I was like I don't know it just looked like a donut like when you break your tailbone you know yeah I was was, and so I do I did it with every single birth except for Lainey K I didn't I didn't have to I just went about my day but I I guess by the third one you just your body quits feeling it but um (laughs) let's talk about cramping and trying to feed every second baby and on so like the post cramps that you have like you've had the baby right and your body's trying to you're having all the cramps afterwards to get rid of yeah. everything. Uh, significantly worse each baby I've learned like it's it's supposed okay. it's significantly worse third one significantly worse than one and two oh. to a point that I didn't even want to breastfeed 
because every time I did, it causes you your uterus to contract and therefore right. you're doing its thing, right? I it it was significantly I specifically remember it worse with Laney Kate than the boys at all. See, and I like hardly even remember that being a thing with either girl. Yeah. Like I'm sure it was, but it apparently wasn't traumatic enough for me to like have this <laughs> poor memory saved. <laughs> was it yellow or blue? <laughs> I guess it was yellow because I don't remember it. And we're back, and we're back, and we're back to the tell me you're a toddler mom without telling me you're a toddler Uh, mom. Um, But yeah, it was like I just remember like why does this hurt so bad? Like what the heck? But um, so okay, there was something else that they listed in my box in the box on Instagram. Um, mm, what was it? Well, there was just the lack of sexy time in general. Because, oh yeah, because of children. Yes, and we and kind of hits on that in our first podcast. Uh, too. And sometimes I think we use our children <laughs> as an excuse. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's Probably. not. It's not always because our kids are awake. Like sometimes it's like I'm just really freaking tired because we have three kids. Uh huh. Like go to bed. Like <laughs> go to sleep. But it's like it doesn't, it's funny how it changes from time, like from time to time, like from mar- like freshly married, no kids, to first kid, to second kid, like it changes each time. And I think that that's, I don't understand that because it doesn't always like just decrease. You know what I mean? Like it's like a wave. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like what, why is this a thing? Why is this so weird? Because it's like we don't know how to read our own bodies. No, not even a little bit. It's like what I liked yesterday, I don't like today. <laughs> well, and this is something else that I see all over social media, but it's so true. Getting touched out. Yes. Getting touched out by your kids and then you come home and I don't want anybody to touch me. Like mm-hmm. I just want to sit and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And slapping me be on the butt. After I've said, oh. I don't, I don't want, I'm, I'm, please don't do that. Okay. Slapping me on the butt is not what I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> See, my husband likes to do um, the boob flap, like when you're not wearing a bra and he just like, you may not know this I don't, thing, but just anybody, like any, the- <laughs> any bitty titty committee doesn't have enough to flap. <laughs> he like, just like hits them. And so like, no. usually it's like, ah, whatever. The other day he did it and he looked so concerned. I literally put my fist up like I was going to fight him. I'm and I so wasn't, proud I was of you. Like, Stop it. That's definitely not <laughs> Grab your... my hands. No, but sometimes I need you to stop. <laughs> I have a, a variety of responses. I either whip it around and yell. And I'm like, if you touch me again, I'm going to punch you. And I'm going <laughs> to mean it. That's what we used to joke. I'd be like, I'm going to punch you and I'm going to punch you where it hurts. And he used to be like, if you want more children, you won't do that. And I was like, all right, look, you knew I wasn't going to you knew I wasn't gonna do it to begin with. Could you just let me threaten you, okay? But now it's like I can almost turn around and just look at him. But what's funny is Benjamin hates it. Like, even when I'm fine with it and and Tyler's messing with me, Benjamin comes running in the room if I like respond in any way. Like, like I've walked by, Tyler's popped me on the butt, and I'm like, oh, like, or whatever. Here comes Benjamin. No daddy. 
It's like the one phrase we can understand that comes out of his mouth. No, daddy. And he puts his hands on Tyler and like pushes him out of the way. And then it's like become this new game. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but the irony in that is then five seconds later, Benjamin will turn around, walk up to me. He did this to me the other day. He full body like chest bumped the back of my leg the other day to the point that my knee gave out and I just busted my butt on the floor. Like I was washing dishes and then all of a sudden was on the floor because he came up and was like, and like chest bumped me and I hit the floor and I was like, and he was like, (laughs) and then took off. And I was like, why is this a thing? What? Why is this a thing? So I also have a friend who, um, her husband, like, you know, would just walk by and like hit her on the butt or whatever. Not a big deal. Well, now her precious little child Uh um, has learned this. And so it's to the point where like she has to be careful when she's getting dressed because if he sees her like bend over to do something, he will come full force running to do it. And it makes her so mad. Which one was that? Was it Benjamin or Zane did started that when they were little? And I remember telling their teachers like it was the daycare teachers. I was like, I'm going to apologize now if my kid slaps you on the butt. It was his dad's fault. You can blame his dad. You can take it up with his dad. He definitely learned it from his dad, but um, he might slap you on the butt later, and I apologize for that. It means he loves you. <laughs> it's a sign of endearment. I exactly. guess. I guess. Like, <sighs> until I turn around and yell at you. But yeah. I just, it's like, <clears throat> like, touched, being overtouched is 100% a thing, even if your kids mm-hmm. aren't as young as ours are. Right? Like, yeah. Like, even when it was just Berkeley and she was six, you know, six years old, it was like, it wasn't like Berkeley and I were lovey-dovey touchy, but like, even just being on the couch, like right up next to each other watching TV, and then here comes Tyler and it just adds one more, one more thing. And it's like, I've, I'm tapped out. I'm done. And I think that's something that we talked about. uh, I was talking about it with a friend the other day. And we heard, a, I don't know, a TikTok video or something probably because, you know, that's what I scroll through and do till God uh, forsaken yeah. hours of the night. And, um, but it was talking about how intimacy is more than just the physical contact, which we all know. We've heard that a million times. But, like, intimacy is also recognizing when I don't want you to do that. Yeah. Like, intimacy is recognizing that I am overwhelmed and I need support. You know, or intimacy is, and even for them, intimacy is pointing out that I'm not bothered, excuse me, I'm not bothered by those things that you're bothered by. But when they do that, when they comment, like, I don't know why you're bothered by it. I'm not bothered by it. it. I think it's because men are innately designed to fix things. And it's like in their mind, if I say, I'm not bothered by that. So you don't have to be bothered by that. Fixed. Done. Okay, well, that fixed it for your brain, but my brain is still like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're wrong. And so it's it's like finding the happy middle of, because sometimes I think we have a hard time talking about it with our husbands because we don't, I, maybe I shouldn't say we, I don't ever want him to feel like I don't want that intimacy with him. Yeah. Or that like. Like I, I am so tired. I don't want to do that right now. But then I roll over and I feel bad. <laughs> uh-huh. Why is that a thing? Like, and he's not done anything to make me feel bad. But like, why is that a thing? Why do I feel bad? And it all goes back just because. Yeah, it's the same thing in motherhood. It's, oh yeah. It's I. I did all of these things 
today. I, I, I am single mom in it right now, which I say very lightly because there are single moms out there in the world who are killing it. And I just got like a taste of it. Tyler's been gone all week and will be gone until Saturday. And I'm doing nighttime routine by myself. I'm getting up in the morning and I'm getting myself and three kids ready and packing three lunches and loading the car and do it, you know, doing all of the things. And that's fine. Like, you know, that's fine. It's not easy. Shout out to all the people doing it by themselves. But it's like, I, I do all of those things. And then I come home and I get in bed and it's like, I find the one thing I get in bed and I think of the one thing that I didn't do. And it's like, day's ruined. I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't do the one thing. And I don't know why we do that to ourselves. Like what, <laughs> why, uh, why do we do this? to ourselves? And we do it to ourselves physically too. Oh, absolutely. Because even though like, and we've talked about this, I've lost a ton of weight and that's great. And I've worked hard for that, but I still, at the end of the day, don't love what I look like in my clothes because now I'm flip flopped and how I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Or I'm just barely graduated myself to a bra that is not a nursing bra because they're all too big <laughs> and they look like I have a lumpy breast now and like, but I still feel the same. It's like, it doesn't, yeah. it didn't really matter. So it, if you're somebody who is dealing with the physical aspect of things, the physical aspect of things is not going away because mirrors in our world are not going away. Social media is not going away. But I think the first and foremost thing we have to do is figure it out on the inside, right? Like, Absolutely. like, why does this bother me about myself? Is it because I'm not what I used to be? I'm not this, I'm not that or whatever, you know, and cause I, ha I kind of had to do that to, I still not very good at it, but I kind of had to do that to then change my mindset of, okay, my body is this way and it's not my favorite and it's not the way it used to be, but it did bring three babies into the world yeah. and it did, it did do this. It did do that. It did blah, blah, blah. And I think, you know, well, the reality is we don't like our saggy boobs and we wish that the FUPA fanny pack wasn't there. And, you know, that cellulite in my butt and my thighs is a real thing. Like, that's no joke. <laughs> but it's like we can nitpick and pick our bodies apart all day long. Yeah. No matter what, you could go and get everything fixed that you under the sun that you could think of. You will still find something you don't like. Oh, absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, it's like we have to find the things we like instead. Well, and I think the biggest thing is like it's going to be a roller coaster. Like even mm -hmm. like today, I feel good about it. I feel like my clothes look good. I feel good in them. They're stretchy, whatever. Like I'm happy. <laughs> the next day rolls around and maybe I woke up a little bloated and it's like I spiral right back. And so it's like it's not just changing our mindset for one day. It has to be a constant thing and there are some days where I tell Will like it's just one of those days like don't like any of my clothes I'm going to your side of the closet give me the giant t-shirt <laughs> and then there's some days where I feel like I can like you and, mm. and you know nothing has changed I'm still in the same size pants I'm still in the same size clothes but for whatever reason I woke up that day and my mindset was different and right. I like the way I look and so and it you know I've struggled with my weight and mm -hmm. I'm trying to do something about it. But even hearing like your side, like you have lost the weight and you are still struggling. Like mm -hmm. mom bods are just a different, different yeah. thing now. 
Well, and I think that's what's what's important and kind of the whole point of this podcast in general was to ensure that moms felt heard and didn't feel alone in whatever journey and part of their journey that they're on is like what you were saying, like you and I may be in two different boats right now, but we're both having these perspectives of, I don't like what I see, or I don't, Mm -hmm. or I'm, I may look better. I may have the visual perspective of what I love, but do I love myself in my own skin? Do I, do I love when I get undressed to get in the shower, which I'm I'm not telling you like, Stare at yourself naked and learn how to love yourself. Although I did, I did hear a podcast the other day that said that their, I don't remember if it was their therapist or, or it was like an activity that they had suggested that they do at home alone, obviously not with their therapist, but it was like, I don't remember if it was like in in their bra and underwear or what, but it was like, look, look at yourself for X minutes and like, just be there with yourself. And I was like, I don't want to, like, I'm I don't like that. And, but the reality is I don't like that because I'm not comfortable in my own skin anymore. And I think a lot of that comes from, I'm not comfortable in my own skin anymore because I don't know who I am anymore outside of mom, mom, Mm -hmm. mom, mom, or wife, which it, not that it's not quite the same as the mom, 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 but (laughs) Because I am mom and because I am wife, there are times, and especially like for you on shift nights, that as wife, I'm taking upon extra duties of mom because he's got to do other things too. And so I think that we lose ourselves first and foremost, kind of in a mentally state of kind of losing yourself and not knowing who you are anymore outside of that mom role And then it just rolls over into our bodies and how we feel about ourselves physically because it's still tied back to our children. We feel that way because we had children. And so it's like, yeah, you know, it's like it all comes back to my title of being a mom, being a mom, being a mom, being a mom. But sometimes I have a couple of friends that I've said, you have to remember too. It's like, I am Andrea and I am a mom, not I am mom Andrea. And that's not to say that I am not proud of my title as a mom, but the reality is I am a person first. I was someone else first. I had likes and dislikes and joys and, you know, all these things prior to my children being born. Do I love new things because my kids are here? Like, obviously. Absolutely. I enjoy sometimes the zoo a little more than I did beforehand. Like, like things like I enjoy movie nights with our family. I enjoy those kinds of things. So my likes and dislikes have changed, you know, over time. But I think because our mom title has taken over, it's taken over everything from our mindset to our physical body. And it just, it's like, we don't know how to deal with it sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. And our husbands certainly don't know. <laughs> Bless them. Bless them. I know. It's always a roller coaster of, I feel like it's a roller coaster of how many times is she going to go in the closet today? Yeah, for real. Like, oh, how many outfits is she going to get today? Doing laundry the other day. Teller was like, so do we not put the clothes back on a hanger after we try them on? Do we just put them in the dirty clothes? Because I don't think I've seen mm-hmm. you wear any of these outfits. And I was like, all right, look, dude, like. That, no, we're not talking about that. <laughs> no, we don't talk about like the other morning. Literally, I changed clothes three times 
And yep. my sweet husband, I know he noticed that he didn't say a word. And I appreciated every moment of him not saying a word. Good job. Sometimes it drives Tyler nuts. It's like I'm fully dressed and he is putting kids in the car. And now I've decided to go yeah. change. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, 100%. It was the moment. So last thing, which was really more from a husband's perspective, but was your husband mentally prepared for the physical, like, after birth recovery time? Like, I know, I know he's in the medical, like, like he's, he he's got knowledge, but like, had Tyler not had Berkeley first? Like, I think there are a lot of men who don't realize what's, what happens after babies, like the whole, yeah. the bleeding and that like. I think they just think we can't have sex for six weeks. <laughs> and so it's like, <laughs> did he know? Like, was he prepared or was it like? I think he was. Like, I don't remember. It never came like, up for us. But I have there. friends who were like, we got home and my husband was like, are you okay? Like, because <laughs> oh. they just didn't know. Like, it yeah. was like, yes, I'm fine. But sometimes I think. I feel like there are not enough moms in the world talking about the physical things that happen before and after babies, which this is another episode because it has nothing to do with your physical, like how you feel about yourself, like the actual physical things that happen. Right. Like, like pregnancy gas. That's a thing. That's its own thing. Mm -hmm. Like, or like postpartum, the bleeding and the, you know, it's, and it's different obviously for everybody. But right. I don't feel like moms talk about that enough because a lot no. of us don't have a clue. Okay. For example, I did not know <laughs> until my third child, it may have been you that told me this, my third child, I did not know that when you are delivering the placenta, is it the placenta? I'm Correct me. Yes. Correct. Okay. Okay. It is pulling away. It is creating an open wound inside mm-hmm. your body which is what is bleeding for the next six weeks I did not know this I just thought you <laughs> bled for six weeks I didn't know no mm-hmm. one ever told me that Texas sex ed failed me I guess in that in that well, and like so I've, I've <laughs> thought of this like you know we go through the sex ed and like what you started like fifth grade and yes. I think there's a whole health Man. class like eighth Send grade you home with and a I cute feel little like- bag of pads like Oh, highlight my so my fifth grade year total sidetrack. Um, they you know to take the boys to gym, yes. the girls cafeteria. Um, they accidentally switched the video, <gasps> and so we started watching the boys, and then they had to stop <laughs> it. Vivid core, another core memory. <coughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> and so unfortunate. Like- like I said, core memory. I feel like we are probably taught these things, but at a time in our life where we don't it doesn't remember. matter, nobody cares. We weren't paying and attention. And so when the time comes, like, I guess we're just supposed to know and remember these things, but right. then we don't until we're going through them. Or three babies later when you find out. Like, I literally, I don't remember. We were at school together, and I don't remember if it was you or somebody else, was like, and then, you know, you have this whole open wound, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And they were like, yeah, when you deliver the placenta, it tears, what is it? It tears away, the placenta rips away, tears away, whatever, from, I don't know. I really should be asking my sister this. She's the qualified uh, individual. On <laughs> I, was gonna say, I know that it tears away from things. I don't remember all anyways, the words and what actually anyways, happens. When it happens and it's not there anymore, you essentially have an open wound in internally inside of your body, which is what is 
bleeding and is all the reasons <laughs> that you're not supposed to have sex and all the things because it could get infected. Yeah. Literally just thought, one, why would anybody want to have sex right after a baby? Two, you're bleeding. And three, like I it never dawned like I never realized that it was an open wound, nor that it could get like all, all the reasons that we don't do what we do post baby. So yeah. if you didn't know, now you know. Well, I'm glad I can educate you. If you did know and you're at home like Andrea, how could you not have known that? Well, you know, it is what it is. But I know, I know now. Um, but yeah, did it's not know that. Did not know that. <laughs> did not. I was not prepared. I was also not prepared that even months after you stop breastfeeding, you can still leak. I can still, if oh, I squeeze yeah, my true. boob, I can still get milk out. She's nine months old. <laughs> Oh, which means you can still get a clock. This may be a total sidetrack, but we're just going to go there. I'm here for so it. So in after having babies and, you know, whether you're pumping, breastfeeding, or you're doing none of that, mm-hmm. um, you can leak during um, sex time. Yeah. It's a weird thing that happened. Oh my gosh. Funny story. Nobody prepared me for that. We better hope that Tyler doesn't listen to this podcast episode. Okay. So oh, no. this is real. And not because you're leaking, but I, he's going to shoot me. Okay. Literally (laughs) we're having a moment and he keeps going and I'm like, uh, you spitting on me or in my vicinity is not something we do. This is not, this may work for some people, but it does not work for us. I don't know what this new thing is you're doing, but this needs to stop. And he's like, you're leaking. And I'm like, what? And I'm literally, he's like in the splash zone. And like, uh, he's like trying to like <laughs> clean his, oh his face. God. And I was like, oh. And he was like, did you think I was spitting on you? And I was like, a little bit, a, a little bit. Uh, we were about to have a moment. Like, this yeah. is not, there are there are kinks and things out in the world. This is not going to be ours. No, sir. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> And I did, I was like, oh my gosh, we can't do this. But you know what I didn't have? And I've heard about it. Like you get in the shower and like the whole warm water and you leak thing. That I had. I have friends who are like, you get in the shower and it's like shooting out. Like. Yeah, no, I I don't think I ever had that. I didn't have that. I was like, oh, okay. Like I wasn't prepared. I was like, See, nobody teaches you. No, these nobody talks about these things, and I, they just happen. You're like, is this normal? And you can't like, write. Where's my Google? And you can't write a, a a manual on it because every boob, butt, and sexy time rut is different for everybody. Yeah. So we just have is. to keep talking about it so we get all perspectives. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's my thought on it. Not everybody may agree, but. <laughs> But so, okay, last thing, top tip or something that you wish you would remember for yourself on being kind to your brain, your mind and your body. Oh, so I'm currently trying to find this for myself. Um, and as weird as it is that we're doing this, this week I have set up a little routine for myself where I take certain vitamins I'm doing some oil type things like trying to just even if it's just five minutes mm-hmm. and maybe it's me just taking one vitamin but it's one thing I'm doing for myself because 
I know it will better myself, whether it betters the way I look or maybe just the way I feel like I look or just the way I feel in my skin. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to do one little thing that I can say, okay, I did one thing today that will better myself, whether mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, whatever. And that may be the only thing I do all day for myself, but I took the time to take that one vitamin. Mm -hmm. So I'm still learning this. This week, I really focused Mm -hmm. on it. I think I am, I'm really nitpicky on myself, like about anything, not necessarily just my body. Like I can do really great all day long and then I can miss one thing and I just harp on myself for that one thing. And so we say it all the time in motherhood, like you have to give yourself grace. You have to like remember where you're at. But like I have to remind myself whether it's your body or not in whatever the case it may be, like this is, this is the current phase. My current phase Mm -hmm. is a four-year-old who is extremely hyperactive, a two-year-old who is his own set of interesting and (laughs) has a speech to like, has a speech to lay all this, a nine month old with a very small gap between her and her brother a 12-year-old who comes and goes with f- hormones blazing. Yeah. Myself and my husband. And I have mm-hmm. to remind myself, this is the phase I'm in now. Because 10 years from now, 5 years from now, I will have a whole different phase of children. I will yeah. have the same children. <laughs> I'm not adding I'm not adding another football team, okay? But... <laughs> I, I have the same children, but I I then have a 10-year-old. I have a 8-year-old. I have a, you know, whatever. Math is hard. I'm not. Yeah. not. But, like, you have a different phase, right? Like, Berkeley will be, in five years, Berkeley will be 17. Like, Berkeley will be pushing being an adult. And, and I think that's something, like, that's like crazy about motherhood is, like, you may be listening right now and you may have the teenagers. Or you may be listening, you may have kids out of the house. You may be my mom listening. But we're still mothers. <laughs> Sorry, moms. <laughs> Whatever. We're still mothers and we're still dealing with things. It's just different phases mm-hmm. that just have different, and like I, you said, you're in different times. And I think to proactively think about the phase that you're in, and that does include your body. Proactively yeah. thinking about, because I think a lot of times we do say like, well, my youngest is, like you said it earlier, well, my youngest is three. Okay, but she's only three. I know. Like, like, I know that you can look at it from, okay, well, I've been I've been doing this for three years. I should have lost it by now. Okay, but, like, you've lived life for three years, too. Like, mm-hmm. you've also had to put them first and prioritize them and keep them alive and, oh, yeah. you know, work and or whatever it is for whoever's listening. And I think a lot of times we have to remind ourselves, okay, this is the phase that I'm in right now. This is yeah. my phase. It is not easy. None of them ever are. It is not easy. My current phase is that I don't like the way my pants fit or I wish I could wear a real bra or what, you know, I wish I didn't look like a boy in a swimsuit. That's mine right now. Or whatever. <laughs> like, I I don't like these stretch marks. I don't like this cellulite. I don't like this FUPA fanny pack situation. Like, whatever it is, reminding yourself that, like, this is my current phase of life. The thing I don't like about myself was created because I created a human body. My body created another human body and brought it into the world. And this is the part, this is the phase of my life that I get to remind myself all the all the things that 
my body can do. My body, yeah. lo- my body looks tired because my body is tired. Because <laughs> of all the things you've done uh-huh. and your body has done. So I think that that <clears throat> is what I tried and will continue <laughs> to try and do. Also, yeah. just keep getting tattoos. That's what I do. That's therapy right there. Tattoos cover up things. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, all my both my rib cages and my right thigh, you wouldn't know unless you saw me in a swimming pool. Are are tatted up and I actually didn't I didn't have a lot of stretch mark issues, but if I did, be fully covered. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But so that's no pun intended, but that's, that's us for tonight. We, um, I'm sure we'll have more episodes to come. She's actually coming over Sunday with her children. We're going to do a lot of really fun things and we have, um, some fun things coming up on raising your kids to be friends and maybe we can get Huntley and Zane to say some things. Yeah, They both have some very strong opinions, I'm sure. Um, yes, they do. It'll be the shortest episode you ever listened to. I can guarantee you that. Um, <laughs> but I think it's it's just important to remember that your body is created just the way that it is to be in the phase that it's in. And while it may not be the phase that we love, it's it's remember remember where you're at and remember what your body has done to get there, because. It took nine months to build it, to build a baby. It's not going to take nine months to bounce back. Nope. And I, think sure a lot, not. I think a lot of times we think that it will. So moral of the story, love your boobs, love your butts and enjoy your sexy time ruts. I guess. I don't know. Yep. There you go. That's your message. That's, that's, your that's it. That's the takeaway for this episode, <laughs> but thank y'all for listening. We will have more episodes to come And I hope you guys enjoyed. Bye.